Hi, this is Pastor Greg Ryan of Faith Bible Church in Mechanicsville, Maryland, coming at you with my weekly podcast, So I Was Reading. In it, I'll share my observations and applications on something I read in God's Word this week, and I hope and pray that these thoughts will bless you in some way as we delve into the Word together and pray about what we've learned. Good time of day to you all. I hope all is well and that God's blessings are just being dumped on you right now. Welcome back to the podcast or just to the podcast if the word back does not apply to you. So I was reading Luke chapter 11 this past week and the passage that really kicked me in the head was verses 34 and 35. Uh, So we can start by reading that in context together, which means we'll also include verses 33 and 36. Jesus is teaching in Judea, just for a little background, and we get a kind of a chaotic image of the situations in which Jesus teaches his messages. Uh, First, his disciples just ask him how to pray, and this is where we get the Lord's Prayer. He then next moves into the seeking ye shall find passage from this, and then he casts out a demon. And after he does that, he's accused by the Pharisees of working for Satan, and then he shows how dumb an idea that is with his house divided analogy. He follows by warning of what happens if a person exercised of a demon doesn't clean up his or her act, i.e. more demons are going to move in where the other one left. He then quickly points out that his mother, Mary, need not be worshipped, nor assumed to be any more blessed than anyone who hears the word of God and obeys it, though yes, she is in fact blessed. Uh, And then he points us to the sign of Jonah. Finally, we have our passage. So Holy Spirit, we ask you now to guide us in our reading of the Holy Word and ask you to open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to what you would have us learn today. In the name of the Word, the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So let's read from the CSB again. I'm kind of on a CSB kick. I usually teach from the ESV, but for this, uh, the CSB seems to work. I also have the NASB handy, but I think I'm going to stick to reading the CSB since it flows pretty well in present-day English, and if little ears are listening, they should be able to vibe with this as well. So, Luke chapter 11, verses 33 to 36. No one lights a lamp and puts it in the cellar or under a basket, but on a lampstand, so that those who come in may see its light. Your eye is the lamp of the body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is also full of light. But when it is bad, your body is also full of darkness. Take care, then, that the light in you is not darkness. If, therefore, your whole body is full of light, with no part of it in darkness, it will be entirely illuminated as when a lamp shines its light on you. Nice. Well read. Thank you. You're welcome. So after reading this... um, I immediately started thinking of the idea of, you know, watch what you look at, uh, which is part of it, but isn't entirely the focus. The focus or purpose of a lamp is what comes out of it, which is light. They give off light, um, if you didn't know that. There's no in-depth discussion of the lamp's fuel, per se, of what goes in, though there is an implication when he mentions a good or healthy eye versus a bad eye. He says that, When your eye is good, your whole body is so, because it allowed in only good, proper things, good fuel. And with good fuel, the light that shines within and that comes out is strong, and I'll come back to that. When your eye is bad, then your body's full of darkness. 
And that I found interesting, particularly as it led to verse 35, which is an obvious paradox. I mean, seriously, how can your light be darkness? And there, as they say, is the rub, so long as they are an 11th century Danish prince in a Shakespearean play named after they. Um, it seems to me that Jesus, still talking in the hearing of the Pharisees and of this gathering crowd, is talking about God and truth, which incidentally is who he, Jesus, is. Specifically, he seems to be addressing our each individual's understanding of that truth, that God, that him what would become after his death and resurrection, the gospel message. We, I, need to understand the gospel, to look at it with a, quote, good eye, to truly understand it, not just intellectually, but through my whole existing and thinking and doing. And then to teach it or share it with others as true light, as the one true gospel within that body that the church is. Do this incorrectly looking at the truth with biased eyes, looking to make him who I want him to be rather than who he actually is, teaching a gospel that I want rather than the gospel as it truly and actually is. Then the light that will, quote, burn in me and that will emanate out won't be light at all. It's going to be darkness. Oh, it might be disguised as light. It might appear to be good and light to a world that loves the darkness, or even to a world that just doesn't know any better, that has never been exposed to true light. And this is exemplified in the verses that follow. From verse 37 to 52, as Jesus cast woe after woe onto the Pharisees, which is, by the way, a group whose light has become darkness over the course of the past century leading up to our passage, we start to clearly see this. Now, for me, as a teaching pastor here at Faith, this body, um, this is very pertinent, as I need to ensure that my light is not and never will become darkness. And we, uh, the elders of Faith, we need to sharpen each other to ensure that no darkness enters the body of believers that we represent. I personally need to spend more time each day in the study of the word, to spend more time focused on him and on the congregation that keeps that God keeps bringing us. And I need to spend less time focusing on myself, except on how it, on how I relate to that quote, light of truth, that I've been given the responsibility to reflect, to teach appropriately as true light. And that's where each of us should be and what each of us should be doing daily, regardless of our position or our calling, focusing on God and his truth as it really is, and then listening to what it is that he wants to teach me, to teach us, as well as on what he wants to teach others through us. And each one of us is called to go and to share the faith in our community, in our state, in our country, and all around the world, really. So Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, Father God, just help me to focus more on what you have to teach me rather than on my seeking to twist your teaching to what I want to hear. Draw me out of the darkness that I sometimes even create myself and let your light become what I desire above all things. May I forever seek your will and not my own, glorifying you in your name 
In the name of the Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, that was fun. Thanks again for joining me in this quick peek into God's Word, and I hope you have a blessed and fruitful week. May God bless you abundantly, and may He bless others through you. Take care now, and I'm waving goodbye. So I Was Reading is a ministry of Faith Bible Church of Mechanicsville, Maryland, a non-denominational body of believers bound together by a desire to know the Lord and to reach others with His gospel message. If you are interested to know more about our church, our beliefs, or this podcast, you can contact us at so I was reading at faithbiblemd.org or look us up on the World Wide Web at faithbiblemd.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week in His name.